It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Talking sports. Uh, Yes, we do. It's for you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor. It's a Monday. Give us a call. We got a special show. 718-664-9098. Always rayandtaytoday.com. Today at gmail.com. You want to, you know, send us your thoughts. It's all over social media. Tonight we have a guest from everywhere, right? He's got 33rd and 7th on stash.com, ESPN, Nick's blog, you know, blog talk, radio talking Knicks, Anthony Donahue. So you want some Knicks talk, you have come to the right show with Ray and Tay. First, college football, and then we'll end with the NFL. Ray, you've got an announcement for the Heisman finalists, but I have to say this. I think the committee got it right. I'm excited about the games. I feel bad for Michigan and Penn State. But at the end of the day, Ray, you know what? If you only got one loss, you can't debate with Washington being in and Ohio State. To me, there was no question, even though Penn State beat them, you know, Big Ten championship doesn't really matter. Give me your thoughts and then give me the Heisman finalist. So I agree with you 100% that they got it right. I agree wholeheartedly that Washington has to be in. I mean, if you're a one-loss team from a big five conference – and you won your conference championship, how can you say that a two-loss team who won their conference championship, that would be Penn State, or a two-loss team that didn't even play in their conference championship, that would be Michigan, should go ahead of you? So I don't really feel, uh, you know, Oklahoma, maybe they they have a, a beef as well, but I think they got it right. I think, I think Washington, with the resume, deserved it because ultimately you've got to reward them for what they did on the field. Now, do I think that Michigan's the best of all of those teams? Yes. And I think that Michigan's probably a top three or four team. Michigan might be better than Clemson. But you know what? You've got to do it on the field. It's not just – how good are you? It's how well you performed this year. So I think they got it right. As far as the Heisman, the name of the game is Oklahoma because Baker Mayfield and his partner, his partner, his running mate, Didi Westbrook, are finalists for the Heisman Trophy. Right, and I told you they with, probably would be. 
along with Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. So obviously we got four offensive players and just for keeping it real, a defensive player, Jabril Peppers from Michigan. So nice set of players there. I mean, what about you Drake Browning believe. though, Ray? Do you think he I got think shafted he fell. because? Yeah, I think I think his late season performance cost him. But, but wait, wait, probably, he wound up with what forty-two or forty-three touchdowns? How, where did he fall? One game against USC. You know what I mean? Like to me, because he he got busy against Colorado. They should have gone to six, and I'm not sure D.D. Westbrook yeah. should be there ahead of Brown. No, and he got injured in the last game against Oak State. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I don't know. I think to me, I mean, not that it should always favor the quarterback, so I like Peppers being there, but I, I think I would have gone with Browning over D.D. Westbrook. But, look, Westbrook had a great season. And, you know, we've talked about this before. We're tired of quarterbacks always, you know, getting that edge. So it's nice to see a receiver there and a defensive player who's, you know, played offense as well. So I think that's great. Um, looking at the matchups, and obviously it's Washington-Bama and Ohio State-Clemson, which will be out here in Arizona and Alabama-Washington's in the Georgia Dome, so another uh, home field advantage. Um, <clears throat> now Penn State comeback was great. But just looking at these games, I'll tell you two games that pop out to me, USC-Penn State at the Rose Bowl because USC and Penn State were, in some ways, the two hottest teams going to the end of the season, and some both feel like they could have been in there with Bama and Ohio State. And, you know, everybody likes the Auburn-Oklahoma matchup, and I think, you know, that should be pretty good at the Sugar Bowl. But I want to ask you, do you like those two, or do you like Louisville-LSU? Because to me, that's kind of sexy to see that LSU defense – Right, and this is the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. You know, one of our favorite, the Citrus Bowl. Um, that's a good Citrus Bowl, Louisville LSU. So, tell me which bowls you like, and do any of those three pop out as your favorites, or any one matchup? You know, I like all of them, frankly, because the minute your name is not Alabama, then you're in that other group of elite teams that frankly, I want to see play each other. And, and this is one of those years, and I know you're a big fan of eight. Yes, should so have been eight teams, right? I'd see multiple teams play each other. Maybe the, maybe the, the hybrid is is six with, with two teams getting a bye. I don't know. Um, but I'd love to see any of those matchups, right? I still think Michigan's the best team that's not playing for the national championship. I still think Lamar Jackson's the Heisman Trophy winner, most exciting player out there. Uh, obviously, you know, Penn State, what a great job Franklin's done in his three years at Penn State. So you want to see if, if they're for real and outside Incredible. of the Big Ten. So there's so many storylines, so many compelling storylines. Uh, LSU, How about Michigan, Florida State? Orgeron. That's a good matchup. Michigan against Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, sure. You, know, you hope Florida and, State's and motivated, it, motivated. Well, you hope Florida State's motivated, right? And with all that stuff about Jimbo Fisher potentially going to LSU, so that one and two. Think about how motivated Michigan will be. A that they got oh, left yeah. out. Remember that team scored forty-five points in a row, four straight games. And B, remember yeah. that whole controversy with Jim Harbaugh recruiting in Florida, going down there, trying to 
get in, in SEC country. And uh, even though obviously Florida State. Well, that's why I would have liked to see Michigan against the SEC team. Almost let Florida State play Iowa and let Florida play Michigan. That would have been a little bit more yummy or exciting, um, you know, from my taste. But I, I like the matchups. I think because they have some rules with like the second place SEC team and the second place this, they have some restrictions. But overall, I think they did a great job with the bowl games and the matchups. And I think the fans, we went out, right? You know, to see an LSU defense against Lamar Jackson, who potentially is the Heisman winner, um, that'll be entertaining. You know, so you'll sit down and turn on your TV, to, you know, December 31st and watch that. I know I will. I mean, why not, you know? So it's good. I think we all win at the end of the day. And like you're saying, if, my, if, if Clemson and Bama got the bye this year and they did six teams, it'd be nice to see, um, you know, Ohio State against, you know, either Michigan rematch and then Penn State against Washington or however you want to flip it, you know, 5-6 or whatever. That would be really uh, fascinating. So, you know, six is an option. You know, maybe if eight is too much for some people's blood, but I, I do think it needs to be extended, uh, whether it's six or eight, Ray. And this year would have been that perfect example, you know. So, And, and I think Penn State's happy going to the Rose Bowl. I don't think they feel shafted. Um, I think they are ahead of schedule. I think Washington's ahead of schedule. Um, you know, young programs that are going to be good. And we saw something. We saw the emergence of Trace McSorley, a real quarterback at Penn State. I think he's better than JT Barrett, and I think he's a real deal quarterback. So that's got to be exciting too, you know. You're not a JT Barrett guy, two-time Big Ten Player of the Year. He's not credit. He's a college player. He's not going to NFL. That's okay. Be a good college player. He's going to be a head coach. I could see him being a coach, and Meyer will probably hire him once he graduates and stuff like that. And I think it's a beautiful story. I just, I, I think Clemson, you know, we'll make our picks way later on, but I just think Clemson's more dynamic. Deshaun's had a lot of interceptions. They put a lot of guys in the NFL. But I think overall Clemson, um, you know, I had Clemson winning it this year and I had them winning against Oklahoma, but I think Clemson is – right now more talented than Ohio State. The only place where Ohio State has that great advantage, I tell you all the time, well, special teams and that secondary. I think that Ohio State secondary could pick Deshaun off three times. And and, and I think, you know, maybe take one to the house. You know, like I predicted they would against uh, the last game of the season that they played against Michigan, and they did. You know, so we'll see what happens. But JT, nah, nah. I don't believe you. You need more people. And I, and I think that's going to hold them back. But they're a year away. I think next year they could win it, you know, Ohio State. I really think they're a year away because they're, they're young. You know, he's got a lot of young talent. So you can't be mad at it. I think, look, it's all set up lovely, you know, and, and, and it was a great college football season. And now for the bowl games, it's going to be even better, better. So you say, uh, give me your Heisman. Is it Lamar, and then you place the other guys however you want, or what? What do you, th- yeah, what do you I think? Yeah, I think it's Lamar Jackson. I think I think he was the most outstanding player in college throughout the year. His run of three, four, five games where he would put up six touchdowns, seven touchdowns, and this isn't against some okie doke teams. I mean, I, I think he was just by far the most outstanding player. His team didn't have ultimate team success, but then again, you know, other than Deshaun, I guess Deshaun Watson, um, everybody else's team did well, but not, you know, 
Jalen Hurts, but put it like this, he's not competing against Jalen Hurts, right? He's not competing against anybody that's tenant uh that's undefeated, that's twelve and 13 and zero. So bottom line is I can't see anybody but Lamar Jackson winning this award. Did you think uh Jalen Hurts or anybody else, Jake Browning got jerked by not even being invited? Jalen Hurts. You is know, the I always have a problem with team. this award when it's five, six people because if you believe like I do that Lamar Jackson is going to win this thing, how many people do you need to invite? Is one or two enough? Or four? Well, they five, base it on the six? voting. They base it on the voting, so that's why they didn't. Yeah, those but guys. but we all know that. I mean, at a certain point, like that, the artific- the cutoff's pretty artificial, right? Um, but I'm okay. I think Browning for Westbrook would have been the only move that I made. Jalen Hurts, the freshman, he'll be there again. And and unfortunately, I think the voters think that way too, right? And I think Browning even about Browning, yeah, hurt him because they're figuring, okay, he'll be there next year. So so picture Jalen Hurts and Browning getting you know getting some votes next year. They'll probably be in New York. Um, But it's fine, it's fine. I mean, it's a minor, it's a minor tweak. Look, the right the right guy's gonna win. So I don't have I have confidence. So getting ready, uh, well, we can't forget this. Leonard Fournette announced he's declaring for the NFL draft. First-round pick for you, top running back? His star has taken a little bit of a hit. I think if it was last year, he'd have been a top 10. Uh, This year, look, the good thing for him is Ezekiel Elliott has proven that, you know, you can start right away and be an MVP candidate. Forget about rookie of the but year. Is he, but is he, is he the third he's down back, though? He's I think not, he's well, more first exactly second. The point. That's exactly the point, he that he is a downhill well runner. You know. He can be mm-hmm. stopped against a pro defense. It not, now, granted, running back's a dependent position. You need to have holes so you can hit the holes. But against a pro defense two years in a row, he didn't. He didn't do it against Alabama. So he's a guy. He's not dynamic enough. So you have he's he's now this is great, right? He's he's Adrian Peterson, but not Barry Sanders or 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 like an Ezekiel Elliott or somebody. He's a big, strong running back that runs downhill. Country boy. (laughs) Exactly. So if you get eighty. 90% 90% of Adrian Peterson, you're you're thrilled. Uh, so I don't think he's top five, but he'll probably, he'll be a first-rounder, though. I think he'll be a, a, a mid-to-late first-rounder, yeah. And what about that? You see, now this is – I get into – you know, it's fascinating, like Dalvin Cook, some of these other guys. You know, that's um, – you always wonder how all that plays out. And, you know, the quarterbacks, you know, Kaiser or Watson and – you know, and who's going to get drafted. Uh, you know, we got to get Mel Kuyper on the show. You know, we, we, that's what we got to do. We Mel, come getting, on, uh, talk to us. Well, Mel, we got to own Mel Kuyper. We got Charles guy? Davis, right? Charles is our, our draft specialist, so we just got to get Charles back. But but Mel's a pretty good, you know, he's 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 pretty good. You know, between between Charles Davis and Daniel Jeremiah, if we can, you know, get either one of them, we're straight, you know. But uh, Charles Davis always breaks it down for us. He's, you know, a little bit more focused on the NFL nowadays, but – you know, either way, we get you specialists. I think, you know, soon we might as well start talking about it. Um, as our guest, Anthony Donahue, will be joining us soon, Ray. Knicks have won three in a row, and 
I got to tell you, man, you know, you, you play against, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. He went off, what, 47 and 15 on us. And then in New York, you know, we still got the win. New York, we calmed him down a little bit with O'Quinn playing so well. And then we faced DeMarcus, who just eats us up. But, you know, either way, we scrapped, you know, we, we, we blew some leads, but we held on and we got three in a row. Are you uh, liking right now the seventh seed and, and a game out of basically the fourth seed? I mean, it's not bad. So you know me, I should, a quarter be a real point. Estate. I should be in real estate, right? It's all about the neighborhood, right? And nobody except for Cleveland is really elite in the Eastern Conference, not even Toronto. I think Toronto's kind of that next tier. So, so Cleveland gets an A. Toronto gets an A minus a B plus, and even Boston, everybody else is up for grabs, right? I think three through ten are up for grabs, three through nine. So better than being in the Western Conference, where we wouldn't even have a, a dream of making the playoffs. But the Knicks have every right to think their roster. Now they need some depth, and we'll talk to Anthony about that. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Knicks have every bit a chance to make the playoffs and maybe even win a, win a series. Now they could they could not make the playoffs and not win anything if if things don't fall right and and, and they you know they're injured and, and what have you. But you know what? <laughs> Why not? Look at this. Are you are you intimidated by the Chicago Bulls, by the Milwaukee nope. Bucks, by the Charlotte nope. Hornets? I mean, when they step off the bus, are you like, oh, that team that's that's Showtime Lakers? No. You're so, not, so, not shook, Daddy. No. And we have three players that can honestly bang their chest and say, look, I can carry this team for a week if need be, right? And, and, and Noah gives us the defense and the rebounding and some of the toughness that we were lacking a little bit. Um, we, we've, got, we've got an interesting team. So I don't think people are intimidated by the Knicks, but you know what? Melo is a professional. D. Rose is a former MVP. Porzingis is is an up and comer that is you know star, half a notch behind Carl Anthony Towns. I mean that draft class with those two looks looks pretty good. And D'Angelo Russell when he's healthy, uh, why not? You know why not? So so if I'm the Knicks, why not? You just need some confidence. They're doing great at home. Just need to pick it up a little bit on the road. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. If I'm a Knicks fan, I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. What are we? Twenty games in? Yeah, we're almost a quarter of the yeah. way in. Yeah, yeah, some teams are twenty. We're at twenty games. Some teams are at twenty-two already. So we're, you know, we're a quarter in. You know what I'm really impressed is, and we'll talk to Anthony about the Knicks, but also about some of these other guys. But I mean, Harden, Davis, Westbrook. Some of these performances are just absurd. I mean, Jason Kidd came out today and he said he thinks Russell Westbrook can average a triple double for a season. Now, you know, we've talked about him wearing down and being tired, but, I mean, that's just talk. I mean, he's he's right now I mean, he's, he's doing going, it. He's doing it. He did it in March. It for, uh, in March, sorry. Yeah. He, let's see if he'll do it in March. That was my point. But right. he did it in November. <laughs> he averaged a yeah. triple-double for the month. I mean, he didn't get one triple-double, two triple He's had First of all, he's had five in a row. And then he's averaging right, triple-double for the month. Right, but he's got nine, month. I think, total. It's crazy. It's, it, 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 it's, it's really it's interesting. Hard nine of, them, right? of his – Nine of his – how many games? Let's check. 21 games, games Oklahoma City play. Oklahoma City played 21. They're 13-8. and eight. So nine of his 21 games. So half of his games, basically, he's got a triple-double. And his triple-doubles are, you know, they're 
they're fruitful and, and bountiful and uh they're full of everything. So let's uh let's bring in our guest, Anthony Donahue. Anthony, you're on Ray and Tay. What's up, man? It might be Oh Luke. Oh Hello? Okay. Hey, Hello? what's up, oh? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what's going Not on? Much, we got, man. We, we got we a guest coming on, so maybe we'll yeah, pull well, actually, we'll have to put you on. Yeah, we'll put you on hold. We got our guest coming on over. Stay on the line, all right? There we all right, go. here we, we go. We'll Anthony, welcome to Ray and Tay, buddy. What's up, Ray and Tay? How you guys doing? All right, how are you? Uh, pretty well. Good, well under the weather tonight. No, nothing that I won't get over. I think this... I know Ray. See, Ray, you're not in New. I mean, Eric. Wait, Ray, where are yeah. you located? I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Remember, we we had Ray's we gonna with... feel me on this. So, like, I don't want to make this whole segment about weather, as we shouldn't. But <laughs> the weather in New York has been so bizarre the last month and a half. Like, it goes from literally 75 to 38 uh-huh. in less than 12 hours. So I feel like it's just messing everybody up. So it had me feeling a little like woozy today. And we had a I weather thing going. I don't know if you remember, relate. but a couple years ago. It was right before Hurricane Sandy. We were on the line, and you lost power. Yeah, we did. You lost the lights. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have a right, weather thing right. going. Before no, the we, go, we, we go back with weather history on this show. I like that. Weather <laughs> history. Just, just, you know, New, York weather's, New York weather's always been a little weird, but, like, you know, I'm at the I'm at the track three weeks ago doing sprints, and it's 75, like, a week before my birthday, and I was born on November 17th, and today, last few days, it's freezing. I don't, I don't know how to dress anymore. Oh, man. Well, happy belated birthday, and let's chop it up because, you know what, our New York Knicks are playing some good basketball. And I want to ask you, do you feel, do you feel like the Knicks have a legitimate big three now with Carmelo, a healthy each game improving Rose, and an emerging KP6, I like to call him hashtag KP6. I mean, uh-huh. averaging 22, averaging 22, 20, and 17 respectively. Give me your thoughts on the Knicks' big three. Yeah, I'm not saying it's LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. I'm not saying it's Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen. But it's pretty good. And the thing about this quote-unquote big three in this team, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think they're only going to get better Derrick Rose can still, in my opinion, get to another gear. He's, I think he's holding back a little bit, but at the same time, he also said he did an interview recently with Steve Serby from the New York Post, and he talked about, you know, I don't need to play 100 miles per hour every every possession. Like, I remember watching Derrick Rose in Memphis. I remember watching Derrick Rose up until he got hurt in 2012. I saw him every time he came yeah. to the Garden. I've been a fan of Derrick Rose since Memphis, and there was a part of me that said, boy, he plays out of his mind, like just reckless. And he doesn't really play reckless anymore, but let me tell you what. When he, he needs to get to the basket and get a bucket, boy, guys, he gets it almost every time. And I do think he can still get to another gear, whether he's holding back or still working his way into shape. Carmelo is Carmelo. You know, he's been buying in. Still takes some few wacky shots here and there, but he's going to do that, but that's okay. KP's getting better every game. I think this team has a chance to be really good. And here's my thing with the Knicks. You know, we're not the, we're not the Spurs. We're not – you know, the Cavs or any of these teams that have been competing for a long time. So my thing is, as far as this season, it's my new goal, guys. And a lot of the fans have been buying it with me. I've even ran some fans of the games that have echoed this. Get to each holiday and matter. We made it to Thanksgiving. We matter. Now let's, make, let's matter on Christmas. 
Let's matter on Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Let's matter yeah. on Valentine's Day. And if we make it to St. Patty's Day, we're having a really nice season, fellas. I like the holiday theme. Look at you. That's good. And, you know, Ray, Ray and Tay, we, we're all oh, about Oh, if we make Martin it to Luther Easter, y'all better be coming to New York <laughs> for some playoffs. If we make it to Easter, it's lit. If we make it to Easter, oh, that, it's lit, fellas. <laughs> that, that sounds good. So let me ask you this also, because this is kind of what I'm sensing. And, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm transformed to the garden. I look for you on TV, and I'm sitting in my living room in Scottsdale, Arizona, just throwing on my Knicks shirt. My kids are looking at me, Dad, why are you yelling at the TV? And I'm like, because my team matters again. And right now I'm sensing, and I want to ask Knicks you this. fans matter. Yes, yes, we matter. Is yes. Brandon Jennings the glue to the New York Knicks team right now? Because I feel like he's our guy, man. I Brandon love Jennings, Brandon Jennings, I'll do it. I spoke to Brandon Jennings a few weeks before the season started, and mm-hmm. he said that he was coming off the bench more looking to score, being a scorer off the bench. And I tell you guys, not only Brandon Jennings has been fantastic, but he hasn't been a scorer. He has come. He's probably been the, the best assist man off an NBA bench I've ever seen. He's coming yeah, off the bench, assists, making man. plays, making plays for others, getting guys the rock. Brandon Jennings he's brought an attitude to the Knicks that the Knicks haven't had in a really long time. Yeah, Jennings is very important to the Knicks. You've seen Jeff Hornacek, especially with Courtney Lee out the last few games. You as Brandon Jennings and Derrick Rose together more, and I really like that. But no, but Brandon Jennings is a huge reason for this Knicks team success. And the Knicks have won, I think, um, they've, Knicks have won 8 of 11, and they've won, I think, it's like 6 of their last 8 since Brandon Jennings called the team out after the loss of the Wizards on November 17th down in Washington. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, let me ask you this. Being a guy who's at the Garden, up close and personal. I make it to Nick games here and there, but not enough. Talk to me about is there a new feeling of optimism at the Garden? Are, are people just going to the Garden with a smile on their face? Because for years, and, and what, we haven't made the playoffs. We've made the playoffs, what, three out of the last 15 years? I forgot the numbers. Yeah, right? well, four. 2004, 2011, 12, and 13. Yeah. Well, that's so, not a lot. Not a lot, right? Steph Marbury was, you know, was one of them. Uh, Carmelo yeah, we got, was a we couple of them. Four, then Tim Thomas, and, and, you know, Tim Thomas got knocked out by Kenyon Martin, and things were never the same. <laughs> that's a blast. <laughs> yeah, that's right? that. But just, just tell, tell us about, tell the fans of, of our show what the garden's like now, and, and is there like a changing feeling inside the garden? Well, the official change isn't there yet because I think there's still – Fans that are like, is this real? Now, mind you, the Knicks are only eleven and nine, so it's great nine and three at home, home, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they've been great at home. You know, they're a five-game losing streak away from being, you know, three games under five hundred. There's an optimism, but I think it's still a little guarded. I think it's still not That's by fair. me. You know, it doesn't take me. To, doesn't take much to get me excited personally. <laughs> I like I'll that. watch the Knicks scrimmage <laughs> in October against each other, and I'll be pumped up. But. <laughs> The crowd is starting to be like, okay, this could be real. This, it's not like they're 12, 11 and nine, and they have Chris Duhon and Al Harrington or Clarence Weatherspoon and Shannon Anderson, and you, and you and you say to yourself, well, they're just playing a little bit above their heads right now. They're going to come back to water. They started out slow. They were five and seven at one point. But you look at this team. You see Brandon Jennings. You see Courtney Lee. You see Justin Holiday. Now you see the big guns. You see Kristaps Porzingis. You see Carmelo Anthony. You see Derrick Rose. 
you see, well, he hasn't played well yet, Joakim Noah, and you see a hopeful Joakim Noah getting better. You see Billy Hernan Gomez, and you say, this team's 11-9, and but this team's 11-9 and with a chance to get really good. And, listen, there is nothing, and I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, Yankees fan, Knicks and Rangers, but I've been in this town forever. When the Jets are good, the Giants are good, the Rangers are good, the Yankees are good, the Mets are good, the Islanders, the Devils, it's cool. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Nothing like an October baseball run for the Yankees and the Mets. But I tell you guys, when the Knicks oh, yeah. matter in this town, there is nothing like, nothing like it. Because the, the Yankees keep me on a run, right? You walk by somebody with a Yankee hat, you don't even look at each other. But when the Knicks are playing well, it could be in December, and the Knicks are playing well, and you both have Knicks hats on, and you walk by each other, oh, I, guarantee a, I guarantee a wink is happening. Yep. It's just different. I, I can't explain it. And maybe it's because, you know, 15 years of complete ineptitude, but it just, it's well, different it's because in this 1973, town when Anthony, it's because of 1973, and we remember 94 and 99, and Patrick not being healthy, and we remember 94, and Pat Riley not playing the different guards, and, and just, you know, just It's funny as Rajawan you say thing. that, you know what I'm looking at right now? I'm in my third bedroom, which is an empty room right now. You know what I'm looking at as you said not playing that? What? My Hakeem Hubert Davis jersey. Hubert Davis. Oh, Hubert Davis. Riley Riley in the right guards, and I am that's, looking at a Hubert right. Davis jersey right now. Oh, my. Oh, it, it breaks my heart. And, uh, and you know what? And so that's what it how, is. By because, the way, yeah. how many people have that jersey? I don't know. Not enough because, listen – we we loved Hubert Davis so much. We even liked him on ESPN when he was broadcasting the college basketball. What and is Jay he Williams doing now, by the way, guys? Him. He's back in Carolina. Know. He's a, he's an oh, assistant, is he? assistant coach at Carolina. Assistant oh, coach. Is he? he might be. Yeah. Yeah. He went back he to Carolina. Be. He left broadcasting to go back to be an assistant coach. Yeah, always liked Hubie. I was upset when we lost. Oh yeah. That's when Houston came and Starks was the first guard off the bench along with Childs. Oh, so, yeah. Anthony, let me ask you this. I'm a big fan of the the neighborhood, right? And, and thankfully, we're in the Eastern Conference and not in the West, right? I don't think we can compete. I mean, the there. East isn't what it was ten years ago, guys. The East is still pretty good. No, but here, here's what I'm going with this. There's better. two elite teams, I think. Chicago, I'm sorry, Cleveland and Toronto. Chicago's actually playing okay. They, they beat Cleveland. But looking at the standings between three and I guess it's 11. So that would be Boston all the way down to Orlando. That's there's three and a half games separating those teams, and I don't think there's that much separating the Celtics, the Bulls, the Bucks, the, uh, the Hornets, the Knicks, the Pistons. The, the the Hawks lost six in a row, so to me that is definitely room for excitement for Knicks fans because when you step off the bus, unless the Cavs bus is coming, even the even Toronto's bus. You're not intimidated. Nobody in the East intimidates yeah. me or anybody That's else. Fact. So I agree. So, okay. And the Knicks have those, like we talked about, the big three of Porzingis, Rose, and Melo. The Knicks have killers. The Knicks have three guys that are not afraid to take and make big shots in big situations. And come playoff time, come big game situations, those are huge. I know the last few games the Knicks have blown some big leads, and as a fan, there's nothing more stressful than that. But I think holy, I think the Knicks have learned from those blowing those games because they had to hold on and win. They had, even though, listen, they, the Sacramento Kings, they stink, but the Knicks had to hold on and win that game. Both Minnesota games, the Knicks blew some big leads. And listen, it was terrible. I was ready to cry. But the Knicks <laughs> held on and win. And I'll tell you what, it's not easy when you blow a lead to hold on and win. And the Knicks didn't. You know, give them, some, you know, pick apart what they did wrong. Sure, that's fine. But give them credit for holding on and getting the win. And, and 
listen, the last two times with the game on the line, Carmelo Anthony has made those shots, and that's very important going into big games because we're going to need Melo in those late-game situations. People act like it's easy to just get whatever shot you want. You want to pick apart Carmelo Anthony. You want to say he should do this, he should do that. With two minutes left in the game, when defenses are tight, you know you can give Mello. the ball to Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. He can get almost any shot that he wants. And that is not something everybody in the NBA can do. If everybody could do it, everybody would be mellow. Everybody well, what, not and it's great because actually the big three, they can all get their own shots. Kristaps is like Durant in a sense because he's so big. You're not blocking his shot. And then D. Right, Rose, no. the way he can move and boogie, his shot. Everybody he can get his own shot too. It's great. That's what I mean. I mean, you know. So wait, let me ask you this because it led me right to where I was saying because we're talking about them getting their own shots. But I think we're at this point where we got to start to be honest. And I, I gotta, I have this feeling. I think I know next, where you're going here. And I want to ask you what, what do you want to know exactly you know, what you think going. they should do? I think they need to re-sign Derrick Rose. And don't let him get to free agency. Oh, I thought you were going Sign him to an extension. About this. No, no, no. Sign him to an extension because the way he's starting to get that little hop back in his step and he's pulling up and hitting the 8-footer, the 12-footer, the floaters, he looks like, and you were saying maybe he's holding back, but I think he's, you know, like Stella got her groove. Like, I think he's getting his groove back. And remember, he's, he's never, getting... never going to play like he used to for the simple fact it, it's dangerous. It's, you know, it's legit right, dangerous right, right. The, way Derek Rose, the way Derek Rose used to play. Right, but now he's playing like a wiser, smarter, former right. superior athlete, and I love right. it. And I think I think we don't want to lose him. I think we need to re-sign Rose. What do you think about that? I'm 100% with you. My only question is, do you do it now, or do you wait till the summer where other teams can, you know, give him offers? I still don't think other teams will give him more than two or three years. I think they'll give him max money, just not for more than two or three years, but. One thing the Knicks have not had, and this is going to happen when you're awful for the last 15 years, one thing the Knicks have not had over the last 15 years is any sort of stability. Obviously, every year, you know, the rosters change. You get uh, new players here, you get so new players turnover, there. Yeah. You can win a championship and get some new players. But you have to have some sort of stability, some sort of camaraderie. And I think, yes, I'm all about re-signing Derrick Rose. The cap's going up, so if he ends up getting $20 million, it is what it is. But, yes, I think he looks great. The Knicks need some sort of stability. Stop dreaming about Chris Paul, you know, Kyle Lowry, you know, F all that stuff, man. I'm all, I'm all about bringing Chris Paul back as well. I mean, Chris Paul, Derrick Rose. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. I, I don't, I don't want to lose him. I, I'm telling you, I think I'm all for it. Well, let me ask you about another star, a young kid, Chris Tapps Porzingis. Is he a year away or is he here? What does this guy need to do? I mean, he's to, here for what he's doing now. As far as his full potential, that might be five years away. But that's not an insult. That's can like, he reach his Can he reach his full potential with Carmelo on the team? Maybe. Can he be but an all star? He might not need to. He might not need to. But can he be an all star? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He might not need to reach. Listen. As long as you can get those two like really good together, that that's what you need. And maybe you'll get that this year. Maybe you'll have a deep playoff run. Maybe it'll be next year. I don't know, but. You need to get those two together at the same time. That that's the key. And they seem to like each other, and they seem they to be do. getting along. So that's a good thing. That's a good sign. You know, the, no, the, the I actually the I was hanging around the other night, and I saw both guys after the game, and it was with no TV cameras around, and it was only for about a minute. So I'm not telling you it was like 20 minutes at all. It was only for a minute, and I saw them just talking like two human beings, no cameras around, and I'm like, yo, these guys are legit like boys. They're cool, you know. 
That's good. That's great. So, That's great look, to hear. enough, a little, little break for the Knicks before we let you go. I got to ask you, man, look, we're a quarter through the season. Everybody's yeah. played about 20, the most 22 games. Be honest. How sick is Russell Westbrook and James Harden and the way they're playing and right now through the quarter point, which one of them or Anthony Davis or whoever would be your MVP? So as far as Russell Westbrook, I've seen his every trip to the Garden since 2008. When he was a rookie, Oklahoma City came in with P.J. Carlissimo in November of 2008. So I've seen, excuse me, all of his trips. And he's tremendous. And I've watched his whole career, just like you guys have. But I was at the game last Monday, and he is on another planet right now, Russell Westbrook. What he's doing, (laughs) forget the stats, just the way he's playing the way he moves, the way he gets up and down the court and hangs in the air and makes plays. I mean, oh, man, I I saw Michael Jordan play throughout his career. I never saw him live until Washington. And I saw him, uh, but ah, uh, man, I can't I can't say I've seen a player live like I've seen Russell Westbrook recently. Man, it, it's it's borderline ridiculous. The best player I've always said I've seen live. I don't know if he's the best player as far as skill wise, but the most exciting player I've ever watched live in my life is Allen Iverson. And you know he he did different things than Russell Westbrook, but and it's, he but Russell yeah. right now is tremendous. J- James Harden, same thing. I mean, people hate on James a lot. You know, defense isn't the best, but you know James Harden is playing on a very high level right now as well. I gotta say, I, I think call it's personal for out. James. Don't you what? think it's personal because he didn't make for James Harden? Don't you think it's personal? He didn't make first, second, or third All NBA, which was ridiculous, and everybody was crowning Demar Derozan and Clay Thompson as, as the, you know maybe the two best shooting guards. And James is like, f that. Now, yes, he's playing point, but he'll still be listed, you know, for most ballots maybe as a two, maybe they'll list him as a point and a two. But I think it's personal. I think James is like, wait a minute. I should have got the MVP two years ago. The you know the players voted me. I didn't get that. And last year I didn't get first, second, or third team. And I'm the freaking Dangaga. And he's like, I'm the stud. And I got the Rockets at the fourth seed right now. So I think you better respect James. Big game, James. Nah, he's been great. And playing him at point guard, especially in Mike D'Antoni's system. I mean, James Harden has been absolutely spectacular. And he's definitely in the running for most valuable player in the NBA this year, without a doubt. Absolutely. Hey, Anthony. Let's look over at the West for a second. Yep. Do you think that anybody that we haven't talked about is worth talking about in the West, right? So we've got – we talked about Golden State a little bit. We talked about uh, um, Houston, right? We talked about Oklahoma City. Can the Clippers – are they – is this a year where they can go all the way? Are the Spurs – you know, are they the Spurs of the Tim Duncan era? Uh, can can my frankly my favorite guy last few years he he's become my favorite guy Kawhi Leonard. Uh, can, can that Kawhi Leonard and Lamarcus Aldridge duo can they get through the West? I mean, shed some light on the West. I mean, we talk a lot about the East obviously because the Knicks are in the East, but shed some light on what you're seeing from the Western Conference. I mean, of course, all those teams can. It's just going to come down to matchups and where the ball bounces. Two years ago, I picked the Clippers to win the championship. They blew that lead in the second round to the Houston Rockets, and they were up three games to one, up 25 points in game five in uh, game six, excuse me, game six in Los Angeles. They blew that game. They definitely can. You know, I think the Spurs can. You know, obviously only one team is going to finish for the championship or come out of the West, but I think all those teams are capable of it. It's just going to matter, you know, come down to matchups, who makes big shots, 
who makes big plays. Injuries. injuries. I think the Clippers, I mean, they're ready. It's just a matter of, you know, can they finish the job? And let me ask you a follow-up question. If Chris Paul doesn't make it to an NBA Finals at least, do you think that we're going to look and take a little bit off of his legacy? Maybe. I, I probably won't, but maybe. I, I won't, but people will. I right, love Chris Paul. Barkley I think viewing. he's the best pure point guard in the NBA, one of the best point guards of all time. But will people yeah. you know, take something off his legacy? Of course. That's Barkley, what Ewing, Malone, Stockton, they at least made it to a final. They did. They did. Uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely will be people that have something to say about that, but that's going to happen. Iverson. I'm just throwing yep, names Iverson out made there. Made made final. Got that game one versus the Sixers. When he stepped over Tyron <laughs> Lue. <Lume, remember that? laughs> don't forget that. <laughs> that was a classic uh, moment. And listen, this has been great like always. I got to ask you this real quick as we let you go. Yeah. Should we make a move before the deadline? And we'll probably have you on after the deadline. But should we make I mean, a move think... before the deadline? But wait, to get a veteran four that can either, you know, well, score the... a little something. If we can find a – because I feel like – I love O'Quinn. I think Noah's still got to get healthy. O'Quinn's been amazing. Yes. Putting it on at the last couple games. Listen, the 1995-1996 Bulls, to me, still the best team I've ever seen play, as much as it pains me to say, that's the best team I've ever seen. Unless you're that team, you can always look to upgrade, you know? You can always look to upgrade. I think if the the two things the Knicks need to me the most are – some more interior defense, some more rebounding, and and yeah. the things that Joakim Noah hasn't brought yet, and maybe another yeah. shooter from the outside. But I think they need rebounding more. You saw the offensive rebounds the Knicks gave up to. Yeah, that's why I said the Knicks to lose that game man. last Monday night at Madison Square Garden. So if there's a body out there to get, I'm all for that. They don't need more guard play, you know, with Justin Holiday, Derrick Rose, Brandon Jennings. Even I'll tell you what, you know who's low key played well in short minutes the last few games? Sasha Vujicic. He is low yes, key yeah. played very well. Yeah. So they don't need really guard play. They need some more rebounding. No, definitely, man. Listen, it's been great like always. Hey, as we get let you out of here, man, tell our audience where they can hear you because we know you're everywhere. Give us a little Anthony schedule or where we can check out your blogs and your podcasts at. Yeah, sure. It's best just to follow me on my social media, Anthony MSG on Twitter and Instagram. Got a few different shows with Sportsnet New York. I contribute for ESPN New York. Also, um, I have my own show, 33rd and 7th, with Anthony Donahue on the Stash Media Network. So I've got a lot of things going on. So just follow me on my social networks, and you'll catch it all. That's awesome. Sounds great, man. And thank you so Talk much. Talk to you soon, man. You Merry bet, guys. Christmas. Have a good Happy one. holidays. All that good stuff, man. Same to you guys. Take care. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Peace. All right. Oh, that was awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Donahue, he gives you everything you need with the next talk. Let's it's, get Oluk uh, back because Oluk's been waiting patiently. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't had Oluk on in a, in a minute. Now, oh, listen, we're getting right to the NFL. Real quick though, because we know, you know, sometimes you like to be a Nick hater. But <laughs> how are you feeling about the Knicks? How are you feeling about the Knicks right now? Because we know you can't talk about your Niners. So, what, what do you think about the Knicks right now? Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm glad you had uh, Anthony on there. I, I've been I've been very pleasantly surprised, but I will say a little guarded too. I don't want to jinx what I'm seeing happen because I'm very excited what's going on. I really think that the Knicks can make a push. I just don't want to put it out there so much because I really worry about the season, how how Derrick Rose is going to last the whole season. 
But I think that the moves have been made are excellent, and I think they definitely, I think definitely, can anchor the way in the playoffs this year. I, I, you know, I told my brother I'm gonna have to go ahead and find 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 a jersey I thrown thrown in the box somewhere a long time ago and pull it back out. I'm that, I mean, I'm that excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> okay. Oh man, that sounds good. So Ray, before we even go backwards to yesterday's games, and we got to start with you know Cam Newton and the Seahawks. Let's let's get it out of the way, man. Monday Night Football, our New York Jets hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Fitzpatrick's starting. You know the the dialogue is the same. What's wrong with Reavers? Why is Fitzpatrick starting? The season's over. Yada yada yada. At the end of the day, though. I think they can win this game. I know Luck's coming off the concussion, and he's going to be fine, and T.Y. Hilton's back. But this team defense is not that good, so I think Fitzpatrick can throw a lot. And guess what? The defensive line, they are going to bang Andrew Luck around. And I'm not rooting for him to get another concussion, but he better just be careful, keep his head on the swivel. I'm going to take the Jets in a weird score, weird game, 25-24. Jets win, maybe an end field goal to take the lead. What do you got? Well, the Jets could win the game because this is the perfect game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Go out there, no pressure. The Jets are terrible. They're three and eight. But you know what? <laughs> Here comes the selfish part of me, the Jet fan. We need that draft pick, man. You got to lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but we're fighting with old Luke's Niners. We're fighting with the Chicago Bears. We're fighting with Cleveland Jacksonville. And Jaguars. We need, a, we need a top five pick. So I think they're going to ultimately do the right thing and lose. So it'll be a shootout. <laughs> I think it will be a shootout. As long as Andrew Luck stays healthy, I think the, the Colts have a little too much. I think between Gore and Hilton helping Luck matriculate the ball down the field, I think the Jets see is good, but, but Andrew Luck's going to be just a little bit better. So I, I got the Colts winning in a, a pretty decent offensive game, 30-26. to 26. Now, while we're predicting, let's get this out of the way. Thursday Night Football, the Oakland Raiders, who we'll talk about in a minute, they go to division rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming off an Eric Berry victory and just looking really good. Um, It's in Kansas City, so you know it's hard to win in Kansas City. The Raiders have won recently at home and on the road and played better on the road all year. But you know what? As much as I love the Raiders – I don't know if they're going to go to Kansas City and win on a Thursday night. I'm going to say that the Chiefs win a battle and a close game, 26-24 the Chiefs, and they might take another one to the house, maybe instead of Barry, it's Marcus Peters, and they win. So I agree that the Chiefs will win. However, the Chiefs need to score on defense, and that's a little scary because if the Chiefs don't create the turnovers that they created against Matt Ryan. Remember, Barry at the end of the half returned one for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then the pick two, as they're calling it. <laughs> By the way, I think they have to change that rule. It just seems – it just doesn't oh, it's seem great. right to me that you're going oh, for no. one. And yeah, well, in that case, great. they're going for two. But it's the same concept. Right, they're going for if two. You're tr- if, but wait, but 
they're going for two. But, but remember, two weeks ago, the uh, New Orleans Saints were going for one, right? They tried to kick an, a one-point extra point, and Denver blocked it and went and returned it for two. How are you going to score more points on the return than the other team was trying to score initially, right? Okay, so that I, I agree. Know. It should be it should be two or one, depending on what they're going yeah, for, maybe, right? Because I'm not feeling this like you score more than the other team can even score. But anyway, putting that aside, the Chiefs need defensive at least turnovers. So it all comes down to Carr, and is he going to turn it over? I think they'll get one because he's still not quite the veteran that, that maybe he's growing into. So, I, But but it's a little scary to me that they can't beat you mano a mano. They need their defense, and if the defense doesn't create one, they're not going to win. But I do think they have one, so I think they'll win a close game. I think it'll be a little low scoring because I think both defenses will slug it out a little bit. So I'll say 24-23. I'll say very close, but Casey wins at home. Now the only thing I have to say about the Seahawks, and I want O's opinion on this. Look, they turned the corner. They're getting Jimmy Graham and Thomas Rawls going. They smacked the Panthers in the mouth. You know, to me, sometimes I wonder if coaches and organizations get too cute with the whole dress code stuff. I think Cam is in the wrong, and you got to treat the 53 guys all the same. But at the same time, maybe the dress code on the road or whatever, maybe it's just outdated because. You can't start off that so game what like that. Shed some light on it. Like he, he didn't have a tie. What exactly a happened? Tie. He didn't have a shirt and tie, so he got benched for the first series. It just so happened the first series was an interception that really wasn't well, Anderson's fault. Yeah, so it got it's because he wasn't wearing a shirt and tie. Tie, yeah, for the for the game for showing up at the arena. Now remember, they were out there for a week, so. I guess the San Diego game, he had one, and then this game, he didn't. But I just, I don't know. Like, to me, the team is in such a bad situation. I don't know if making that point, maybe you find them a little bit. I don't know what it is, but I just think, look, the season's over. So where do they go from here, and how do they grow? But my bigger question, and I want O to answer this one, and then you jump in, Ray. Are the Seahawks, did they just lose their season? Kind of like the Patriots losing Gronk. I don't know if they can get the Super Bowl now. And I picked the Seahawks to go to the Super Bowl, but without Earl Thomas, the best free safety in the game, I don't know if they beat the Cowboys. What do you think about them losing Earl Thomas? Oh, I think that was a big blow. <clears throat> Easily. Yeah. I mean, and it was a freaky play. It was a big blow. But you know what? The Seahawks and the Patriots seem to be able to get past what we think are big, big um, hurdles to them. But you can't get over the fact that Rawls showed in that game they have a, another weapon that as long as you outscore the other team, I think they can still – their defense is still affordable enough that they can still hang in there with anybody and they just have to bring that front seven up a little more and try to be a little more aggressive on the other team. Um, so, you know, Seahawks, I want them to lose every time, but they, they I don't think it's going to be – I think they're going to adjust and surprise – Teams that be out to see still play pretty well, but they definitely gonna miss them. They definitely gonna miss them. So, so my thing was, they won. They lost. I mean, they they won forty to seven. The only touchdown they gave up was the very first play after Earl Thomas was out. They exploited the middle of the field, right down the middle of the field. And I was thinking to myself, Are you kidding me, Teddy? Again, the only person that could actually you know stretch the defense goes right down the middle. But I think they'll recover from that, and I, I agree with O 
in the sense that this is a pretty resilient group. You know, they lost Cam Chancellor, and they figured out how to play. They they needed him more spiritually and, and kind of on the sidelines. Um, and, and you're right, Earl Thomas's presence is, is definitely going to be felt. But I think given enough time, and, and what they say, what's the official uh, line on, on his injury? Oh, he's done for the season. It's a fractured leg or broken leg, so he's done. So he's, he's all good. Back. Okay. I mean, he's all yeah. done. Yeah, so you know what? Uh, the only saving grace is – He tweeted out about retirement. Did you hear about that? That was the big story of the day. He talked about maybe retiring. He was so upset last night. He tweeted on That's the sidelines about – yeah, yeah, sleep on that for a little bit, partner. Yeah. You, you, you're still at the <laughs> yeah. top of your game. Unless you're trying to be Robert Smith, you know, or Barry Sanders and, and retire at the top of your game, you need to go back. And ironically right. enough, last week, you know, last week was the first game he's ever missed in his career. So, yeah. Yeah, he's emotional. So let's let's get on to the next game, man. I mean, you know, just looking at a couple of games, look, Arizona got a nice win. I still think, you know, they still have a wild card shot alive because they knocked down the Redskins. But I think the real story is Tampa Bay. And I told Ray on Friday they would go to San Diego and win, and he thought Phillip would do it. But I think Jameis Winston and this defense and getting some help for, you know, Vincent Jackson's been hurt, so getting some help from Mike Evans, this kid Cameron Brait stepped up, and Doug, Doug, you know, Dougie Martin's back, and the Buccaneers are a legit team tied with the Falcons, but they're in second because of the tiebreaker. But uh, Tampa Bay's pretty impressive. I just think they have a tough schedule the rest of the way out, so that's the hard part, you know. You know can I say something that nobody is really to be giving enough credit to Jameis Winston, how well he's been playing? Yeah. I mean, this dude has gone and beat Seattle, beaten some quality teams, and kind of under the radar, but he brings his A game. And when you look at his weapons, Mike Evans emerged this year, but he's been doing this with who he had. And if he has one more person in there, I think you got to be a team to watch. So really, uh, really on the verge of coming up. And, and, and to old oh, Luke, let me give you a stat that I saw yesterday that I thought was unbelievable. And you know how these cats from the Elias Sports Bureau and ESPN and Fox and all these guys, they can come yeah. up with some esoteric stats. But I thought this one was actually really legit. Russell, I mean, not Russell, sorry, Jameis Winston played, I forgot how many games he played. I think he played 27 games in college, too. He played 27 games in college. And in every single game, he scored a touchdown. Uh, Russell, uh, again, Russell. Jameis Winston played 27 games in the pros, and in every single game, he scored a touchdown. That's a big deal. Either by throwing or him running, but every single game he's played in at the college and the professional level, the guy has accounted for a touchdown. Now, a quarterback's job is much more than that, but – if you're giving your team at least a touchdown in every game means you're doing something right. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're giving your team a chance to win. At the end of the day, you're the head of the team, but, but first and foremost, you're the head of the offense. So that's pretty impressive. No, no you're definitely right. And like O said, no, he, he beat San Diego. He beat, uh, you know, the, the Seahawks, and he beat the Broncos. So, you know, Jameis is legit. Look, the Packers woke up. The Bengals, you know, their season's over, but they beat the Eagles. Um, how impressed what you about guys are, honestly. What about Eagles fan right now? You started out 3-0, uh, and, oh, and then you got, what, 2-7? Yeah. But we knew that they didn't have – look, Carson, I think, is going to be good. But 
besides Darren Sproles, there's no consistent weapons on that team. So there's not much for them. But we got to give some props, honestly, to two teams. First of all, I mean, definitely the Raiders, because to come back the way they did against the Bills at home, and the Bills are formidable. I mean, I was saying, you know, the other – I mean, right now you got to say Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, DeMarco Murray, and Shady McCoy – you got five amazing running backs this year and having great seasons in the NFL. And, you know, Shady put it on the Raiders. But Derek Carr, him and Amari Cooper, 38 points, man. And Crabtree, they just keep lighting it up. So I'm loving the Raiders. How impressed are you guys with the Raiders of where they can run? And then also talk about the Baltimore Ravens putting a shellacking on the Dolphins in a, in a big potential playoff battle, you know, you know, loser could miss the playoffs now and the winner, like the Ravens in their division, they're still still clearly alive. So I tell you what, you have to give Detroit and Baltimore a lot of credit. Because yeah. different teams, different scenarios, but the end result is the same, right? AFC North, NFC North, these two teams are really impressing me because they're winning dirty. They're winning, you know, games that they're just in the trenches. They're not out talent, you know, they don't just roll off the bus like the best show on turf, you know, in the 1999 St. Louis Rams. These guys are actually playing. They're coaching, they're playing, they're executing, uh, you know, and two quarterbacks, frankly, who their star has been on the decline. People have been saying that Flacco, you know, peaked at, at the Super Bowl and that, uh, uh, you know, Stafford throws too many interceptions. You lose Calvin Johnson. You know, people were down on him. So both of those teams, both of those franchises, and both of those coaches, frankly, are pulling it together. So I'm very impressed with those two teams. Uh, I, I think that when you look at the Raiders, I remember what you guys said earlier, People need to wake up. That team is legit. They they have their problems with penalties and, and lapses, but they can score. And they are not fearful of any team in the NFL. And you know what? With, with Bronx being out with the Patriots, I already see them being the AFC champion with the Patriots. They, it's possible. Team, and they have potentially the best defensive player in the game. Yep. Oh, Khalil Mack's unstoppable. Did you see him at the end of that Raiders game? They could not stop Khalil Mack. It's incredible. He a, yep. If he goes psycho on them at, at, at New England and David Carr's slinging that ball like he likes to do, don't sleep. This team can do whatever it wants, and I think that when you have a team that hasn't been there but they feel like they deserve it, they're dangerous. And right now I look at them as being one of the most dangerous teams out there because they don't fear anybody. And you know what's great? It's almost like I hate to use this because it kind of downplays their talent level, but they're almost so young that they don't even know that the Raiders have been terrible since 2002. You know what I mean? They're, they're all these guys, especially at the skill positions like the Amari Coopers of the world, he's in his second year. Derek Carr's in his uh, second, third year. Um, Khalil Mack, you know, all these guys, they're so young. Latavius Murray, they're so young that they're like, okay, so we're, we're an NFL team like any other NFL team. We, why can't we go get it? Why can't we win? And little do they, you know, no, they haven't been in the playoffs since they lost the Super Bowl in 2002. Yep. No, you're totally right, Ray. And you know what I like about the Raiders? Derek Carr, you know, at the head, their leader, when he hurt that finger and he came back in with the glove and brought them back last week, I think that said a lot to the team and said a lot about him as a leader. 
And, you know, they have three running backs, you know, Latavius, Murley, Murray, and the other two are all contributing. The tight end contributes. The receivers are great. Even Seth Roberts in a slot, they're really doing good. Um, I want to ask you guys this before we end the show, man. How in the heck, you know, of course the Patriots spanked the Rams, but how in the heck does Jeff Fisher get a two-year extension with all this controversy with him and Eric Dickerson and the president and GM are making excuses. Oh, well, the team had to move and, and he had to deal with a lot. Are you kidding me? The offensive court, the offense of plays are so like prehistoric. There's no offensive talent. The GM did a poor job constructing the team. Or would you as a Ram fan even want to support this team with Jeff Fisher and, and, and everybody staying on for two more years? Heck no. I tell you no. what, there's only one thing that I can say, that, and I'm trying to convince myself of why. I think it's terrible. I think Jeff Fisher shouldn't be an NFL head coach anymore. I mean, he, he's had too many chances. Uh, yeah. To me, the only thing I can think of is just waiting it out until the stadium is built and then cleaning house. Basically hoping okay. that Jared Goff and Todd Gurley are your two anchors on offense at least. You have a, a, a very good defense if, if they can. Oh, you know, yeah, Aaron Donald's right. the best. But, but maybe just waiting, biding time, maybe getting a couple more draft picks, and then going out and getting you, your Jimmy Johnson. Getting a good coach. Or getting your okay. Jim Harbaugh. Or getting your David you know, Shaw whoever, or young coach, coach yeah. David Shaw. Yeah. Maybe it's just yeah. waiting until you feel like the team is right. That's the only thing. That's why it's only a two-year extension because then the stadium will be open that third year, a new coach. That's a great point. Now, look, the show, we got to end it, but you know we can't end it without talking about my Pittsburgh Steelers, baby, 2014. They took care of the Giants. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It should have been 24-7. That last touchdown was nothing. We locked down that offense. The defense couldn't handle us. And I'm telling you, you talk about Gronk and you talk about the Raiders. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and our defense is getting better, and guess what? Who came to the party? The Darius Green showed up for six receptions over 100 yards and a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell, another 100-yard game. Antonio Brown, Big Ben. I am not afraid of anyone in the AFC, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. I, I just dropped say, the mic. First, get to the playoffs, homie. Right now, oh, we'll you're not there. even in the we'll playoffs. You're losing the we'll tiebreaker there, for the Ravens. We'll be there, and we're ready for grown mm. man strength. We 16. Steve Smith, we got something for his butt. We 16 in Pittsburgh. We'll take care of the Ravens. The division is ours. We're going to Buffalo next week. We'll then go to Cincinnati, smack both of them up, and then at home against the Ravens at Cleveland, we're going to run the table to end the season winning seven in a row. That's gangster. Respect the steel curtain. We're going for our seventh <laughs> ring. Our seventh ring. Bling, bling. Bling, well, bling. I'm glad you're so convinced. We'll see. We'll talk about this, I'm sure, all season. But uh, that's all right. Go go to sleep. Hug your hug your terrible towel, and uh, you know we'll keep talking this the next few weeks. Uh, should be a great sports week. Good to see Tiger Woods is alive. You know he didn't. You know he finished what fifteenth Ray or something 15th like that. Out of 17, but at least yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was eighteen guys, but he he played okay though. So 
Better than look, he finished and he's not dead. He's healthy, a little <laughs> oh healthy. God. So it's a good sign. Good college basketball this week. A lot of good stuff. Oh, thanks for getting back with us and calling. And we will be back Friday. Carlos Beltran will talk about some signing sign with the Astros. The Giants are making rules. So the, the hot stove ray. We'll talk about that on Friday. So it should be a good show. And thanks for Anthony Donahue. Let's go Knicks. Thank you, fellas. All right, later. Good show. Let's go, Jets. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.